This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. You have only one life to live. Make it authentic and feel happy from inside out. Valeria Tellez interviews Tiffany Nguyen, the author of Seven Steps to Move On When Things Don't Work Out. Tiffany Nguyen is a spiritual life coach who helps busy professionals and sensitive high achievers reconnect with their truths and live authentically. She combines practicality and spiritual wisdom to guide people towards clarity and confidence and who they are, leading them to inner peace and happiness. With her analytical brain and her intuitive tarot reading skill, Tiffany brings a unique approach to one's self-transformation journey. Tiffany immigrated to the U.S. when she was 16 and quickly learned the harsh reality of being alone in a foreign country. She faced her greatest fear, loneliness. As the years went by, she grew tired of chasing the next thing and feeling lost and decided to look within. Tiffany created the Happiness Blueprint to illustrate how people can build a fulfilling life for themselves. She holds a Doctor of Pharmacy and is a student of Tibetan meditation master, Yongi Mingyur Rinpoche. Her articles have appeared on Elephant Journal, Thrive Global, Purpose Fairy, and McGill Media. Meet Tiffany at spunkyspiritualist.com. Here is the interview with Tiffany Nguyen. In your own words, who is Tiffany Wend? I am a spiritual coach and I'm also a doctor of pharmacy that I help high achiever to understand their past, heal their wound, and create a, a life future with the truth of who they are. Do you call it a purpose to be doing what you're doing today? And if you do, when did you discover that? I would say that's more as a um, passion. I would, I would be more open for what would my life purpose is, and I don't want to limit to just one thing I do. Right. And um, my whole business is start out with a wish. So around like 2016, I went through a tough time in my life where I have a stressful job and I also have a difficult time at home, very challenging. Um, but I noticed that even during that chaotic time, everything else around me is very stressful. But there was this sense of peace that's very palpable that I can almost like touch it. So it's like it's a sense of calm that I can feel it. 
And I realized that not everybody can feel it, uh, can feel this kind of sense of inner peace, even though amidst of the chaos. And um, I just have this ardent wish that I hope everybody have this feeling because um, it's not like something exciting that you jumping up for joy, right. but it's necessary to just to just feel calm and balanced, even in uh, the midst of everything going on. So I realized that because I know who I was and have a strong sense of that, and I set out to help people do the same because it's easy for us to get lost in the busy of who we are. I love the way you say that. That is actually inner peace. It's something that can be felt. And would you say it's distinguishable? It's different from being calm or being relaxed? Calm and relaxed is like a mood. Right. So right. sometimes it can be temporary. Inner peace is something that we, yeah, we definitely can, it's definitely something we can find. Uh, it's not something that we, you know, like always feel it all the time, especially when we like very excited or very sad uh, when we're in the extreme. But it's almost like our, it, once we find it, it's almost like our foundation that sometimes we, we can just uh, fall back into it. We can feel it. So inner peace, you think that's a feeling. It's not awareness itself. It might, it's a feeling coming from awareness, a deeper awareness, right, Tiffany, of who we are. Right. Inner peace definitely is more about awareness than a feeling because feelings comes and go right. and it can be up and down. Uh, inner right. peace has come more from awareness than from a feeling. It's more deeper than that. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That really resonates with me. And another question is about how do anyone get started in discovering or uncovering the sense of inner peace? Everybody's path uh, is a little bit different, right. but the general result should be the same if they want to find inner peace is to basically rediscover who they are, discover who the truth of who they are, and from that clarity come inner peace. And how do we do that in a sense of steps? Do we um, meditate? For you, what was really helpful for you finding that awareness? Uh, for me, at first, since I'm a very, since I was a, since I'm a high achiever, <laughs> usually I was busy, uh, before I was busy chasing everything else, like yeah. uh, try to tick all the boxes and pursuing anything that would make me happy, like a great career, a relationship, right. material, yeah. financial gain, everything. But all of that can change because all of that are from the outside and from the inner side. The more I seeking something and I chase something, the more loss I feel. Right. And um, so I think the first step is to be aware and to be very brutally honest with ourselves mm -hmm. of whatever we seeking ourselves is not really working and have courage to take the inner look take a look at our inner self and so that will start our journey to face who we are because we are a multifaceted being right. and it's going to take time so it's going to take patient but most of it is going to take great awareness like the more aware we are and I would say take courage like uh, the more courageous we are to face who we are 
which is connected to authenticity, isn't it, Tiffany? Being authentic. Yes. Yes, I know authenticity is now like a buzzword. Be authentic, live authentic. (laughs) But for me, it's also you have to, yes, know the truth of who you are and also accept all part of yourself, the bad side and the good side. So that might be the very first step, this acceptance of self, self self-acceptance. Because Mm -hmm. for me, it was, I remember going through how many years, perhaps 37 years of my life, feeling lost and depressed and blaming others for my past. The moment I accepted everything that had happened and I understood, from that acceptance came this um, forgiveness, I guess, was the second um, step. But I remember acceptance, self-acceptance, just embracing the self And really, it's okay to have been through what you went through, to go through what you're going through, to be the way you are. It's fine. And that changed everything. Yes. Acceptance is a big deal and is very essential to the path of fighting your own inner peace, of figuring out who you are. Uh, For me, self-forgiveness can be for self-acceptance. Yeah, yeah. But eventually it's a... Is that essential step? It cannot be replaced. Another question I have for you that came to mind is the idea of happiness. What is happiness to you these days? I think happiness for me these days is just like inner peace. Is is not being lost. Right. Is the mm. feeling of you know, not only knowing who I am, but also living in the present. They like be very present with the situation with other people, with relationship, is that um, it doesn't have calm and balance. And that is, yeah, that will be happening. It's something more longer term. It's, it's not like joy, excitement that uh, that can come when a good news, when I receive good news or something like that. Uh, it's something much more sustainable. Would you say the balance is a, somehow a destination or is this constant movement of finding, going back, or knowing even how to go back home or go back to balance? What would you say? I would say it's almost like um, it depends on each person. It's a little bit different. Um, But it can... Balance, uh, I think, is a broad word. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it can mean like, uh, like, a, like a moment when we feel grounded. Yeah in calm yeah. uh, but for me the, the deeper path balance is more like a foundation like a baseline so like everybody have like a baseline of how happy they feel yeah and sometimes it is lower than uh what we would like True. but we can build it like once we increase our awareness and at certain time we can raise our baseline so balance can be that baseline so it's like where we come back to like the basic of us. It's mm-hmm. not like so crazy up and down, but it's that baseline that we feel peaceful and it's a neutral feeling, but it's, it's a good neutral. Another question I have for you is about the purpose of life itself. Do you believe that we're here for a reason or we chose to be here? I definitely think we choose to be here. And with Akashic record mm-hmm. reading, so definitely yeah. it's true for most people that we all choose to be here. We all have lessons that our soul 
want to learn and need to learn to mature and evolve. But the life purpose, I think it's get also like another buzzword in the world these days that everybody wants to find a purpose. But I think we are multifaceted. We are not just here just to do one thing. And our purpose can change. Our purpose can change depending on what phase we are in, what lesson we need to learn. Uh, I definitely think, you know, we can make our own purpose. It doesn't have to be that something we have to go through a lot of soul searching and just find one purpose and that's it. Uh, we are allowed to change and life purpose, you, you can make it. And I often ask the question about knowing. How do we know when we are living that purpose that we have found for ourselves or the purpose of the soul? Are there some signs? The very first sign kind of being we feel fulfilled doing it. We feel contained. We feel joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like when we do something that we like and (laughs) we we will enjoy it regardless if it's very hard. Uh, It's like a gardener is... Like we're breaking sweat and we have back egg when we tend to a lot of garden or whatever, yeah. but we feel great enjoyment from it. So that is the, that is the first sign with the feeling. And the second one is usually from what we do out of joy from that, from that place and purpose and feel fulfillment. Not only we feel happy, but usually we will impact others in a positive way. My other question about inner peace is being busy, really busy. How do we balance holding on to that awareness while going through busy, busy days and moments? So that will depend on each person practice. Mindfulness is a big part in my practice. Yeah. So even on my busy day, there's always a moment that I will just pay attention and be mindful to the present. Uh, Sometimes we get sucked into whatever busy task that we do and it requires our full focus, which is normal, which is fine. That's just life. But the moment that we recognize that, okay, we are doing something, uh, recognize that we are, you know, in the present doing whatever task we're doing, that's awareness, that's mindfulness. And the more we can recognize that, even if it's fleeting, And we can just coming back to that awareness. And that's important. I'm wondering if you can clarify even a little bit more what it's like to be busy or even going through challenging situations, but still holding that or still having that sense of inner peace. What would that look like or feel like or be like? Um, so I can only say it from my own personal yeah. experience. Uh, right. Everybody is a little bit different yeah. according to their situation and their personality. Right. For me, what that feels like is I still have negative emotions. I can still feel anger, sadness, uh, frustration. Yeah. But the element of awareness is recognizing, okay, I'm feeling angry. Uh, I'm feeling these negative emotions. And that awareness helped me to disassociate from, from like the cause of that negative emotion. So I don't blame it from others. I don't blame it 
on myself either. Right. And that come with the acceptance of the presence. Okay, this is the situations and this is the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And, and that help to not let me not let me become overwhelmed in that kind of negative negative emotions and just that awareness uh, that separation will give me more clarity that okay this is not who I am this is just Mm. the situations and even if I don't arrive at the solution in that moment I'm not suppressing my emotion. I let it process through and just um, yeah, really feel me in that present, even though it's not ideal, you know, like it's not like something that we love to be in, um, but we're not like resisting and it's, it's much better and we arrive at the clarity so much better. I love the way you said that. So it's being in the moment, it's not really rejecting anything, but knowing that we are not our feelings or our thoughts. So it creates this kind of a detachment. But although we are at the same time, right, Tiffany? Right. We do feel them, yes. But we are more than that negative mm. emotions. Right, right. So it's going deeper, not getting lost or feeling lost with all these business and uh, everything that's happening around us, especially in our heads, <laughs> um, yeah. headspace. <laughs> yes, we don't get sweat up in it. And one of the good thing is we don't blame other for mm, us. Um, right, right. So as my work and as a pharmacist, uh, when I was working in retail, is that it's literally an everyday occurrence that somebody is going to, <laughs> going to yell at us or yeah, wow. getting mad wow. uh, for something that's out of our control. And it's very easy to become frustrated and angry. True. And it's very tempting to just put the blame on that person, especially that person is yelling <laughs> at us and make it very personal. Yeah. <laughs> but also True. with that awareness that okay, we can just recognize that we are angry and this is the situation, but it's not who we are and it's not who they are either. So we don't blame it Mm -hmm. on a person. That really sounds to me like freedom, which is a question that I often ask. What is freedom to you? So would you say that this is the closest we can get to be free? I think that's the true freedom that we can get. I that's it when we not lost and we have a true sense of who we are regardless of the situation. Right. So the choice is going to always be in our hands. We're not going to be swept up in the emotions or swept up in the, in the situations. So when we have that awareness, the choice is truly ours. We're aware of it. And that is true freedom. We don't have any better freedom than that. So my last warm-up question is about spirituality, the ideas of being spiritual. Do you consider yourself spiritual or do you see everything as spiritual? I think those are the same thing. If, we, if I consider myself or everything else, uh, those are the same thing, to be spiritual. Uh, everything that happened in our life, uh, especially when we are triggered, are opportunity for mm-hmm. us to grow 
spiritually.、Uh, so everything is spiritual. Some of us have the idea that to be spiritual or to practice spirituality, we have to act and think and feel in a certain way. But the way I see, it, yes, everything is spiritual. It's right. Yes, spirituality is one of those aspects that infuse in every other of our aspect. You know, like it's it's our very ingrained belief, and also what we choose to believe. So it's both our subconscious and consciousness. So and in our daily life, even if we're not aware of it, and if we're not thinking about it. Uh, whatever action we do come from our judgment and our belief. So that is spirituality. And the more we aware of it, the more we grow spiritually. The more we become aware of every other aspect. So you wrote the free guide titled Seven Steps to Move On When Things Don't Work Out," and you have two of them: the move on for work and move on for relationships. Talk to me for a moment about. Those two guides. So they are essentially the same stuff, but they a little bit different version.、Uh, just because I have different example and different worksheet、right. for whether it's work or relationship, but the steps are essentially the same for both of them. So I can just run through like a quick summary. Like、yeah. the first step is. Yeah, basically, it's accepting. We have to accept、mm-hmm. it that it is.、Right. We tend to wish. Is something different. We get lost into the what if scenario. Right, right. It is not making any use for us, but we cannot help with it.、Yeah. So it's good to remind <laughs> ourselves to just accept it that it is, just like in in a very factual way. Do not involve any personal into it. Let's say if you didn't get a job or you're going through a breakup, then that is the fact. Don't add on any more to that sentence. Like, <laughs>、yeah. don't add on like, oh, because I suck, or because the other person, the other person suck, or whatever. Just the whole story,、ends. right? Yeah, yeah the very short sentence is ended. You know, very objective. And、yeah. then the second step is, you know, like the ending is not really the end.、Right. The, we went through a lot of things in our life, and it's constantly changing. So one ending of one thing is not the end of everything. So to keep you aware of, maybe we also have a tendency to become overly dramatic and、yeah. catastrophize everything. True. And then、so、the third one is the third step is to process our emotion, not to suppress it.、Mm, right. uh, even the feeling, obviously, the feeling not going to be great when something doesn't work out.、Uh, but don't run away from it.、Uh, we have a tendency to numb the pain, to avoid it, to try to feel it as little as possible and as quick as possible.、Um, but whatever we do, it just keep bottling up inside of us, and one day it's gonna explode out.、Yeah. So、yeah. we gotta process the emotion, and is better that things don't work out. So that's the fourth step. We sometimes when we look back, because hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah, there's certain thing that we recognize that. If that had worked out back then, we have a completely different life, and that's not always aligned with us. So it's good that things don't work out because there's a reason it didn't work out. Because we also need to learn that lesson. 
restaurants. And then the fifth step is taking a break. That same thing that's almost very similar is a part of the process. Uh, sometimes if we keep thinking about it, we keep trying to tell us our mantra or whatever. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's not, that is true, but it's okay to, to take a break. That's yeah. silence. And that is necessary in the process of moving on. Um, right. Don't avoid that silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tend to cover it with either substance or with other relationship uh, because we don't want to have that moment of silence. Yeah. In the silence mm-hmm. and when we're going through such a strong negative emotion, it's easier to see part of ourselves. And yeah. we don't want to face it. We don't want to know. Mm, um, right. But that is necessary. Right. And then step six is uh, we once we end up in silence, is when we face it, we can have the lesson. We can start mm. have a great reflection. Not about not only like we have a glimpse of who we are, but we can see the situation more clearly. And the last step is just um, a great reminder for us. You know, I have a quote from the Holiness, His Holiness Dalai Lama that remember that sometimes not getting what you want is a wonderful stroke of luck. Yeah. And we don't realize that until much, much later. So always remind ourselves, like, this is not the end of the world, even though it feels like it is. There's a, there's a purpose, a reason after it. I love the pause when you talk about the pause, the silence. It's true. Most of us are very uncomfortable with silence mm-hmm. or with pauses and breaks. Would you recommend meditation to practice as a practice for silence, getting comfortable? Yes, yes. Even if it, meditation doesn't, you don't have to be a Buddhist to <laughs> right. meditate. Right. Um, meditation mainly about mindfulness. So it's not about chanting or saying a mantra, but during our, our silence, don't like don't just vegetate our Netflix or <laughs> drinking wine. Uh, that's not the silence. Right. But the silence is we are silent with ourselves and to yeah, take a break from all the noises and um, be mindful of whatever coming up. Do you feel that 2020, the events that happened in 2020, sort of helped most of us to become clear about the necessity and the importance of silence or of pause? It's really helped. And um, for most of us, even though it's not a pleasant experience, it's helped us recognize something. Just like a lot of people recognize how much they like working from home, how much they recognize they don't like their job or how much they... Um, there's a lot of conflict in relationship happened in 2020. So like, oh my God, this is not really working. Or they realize that, okay, this needs some work or they have neglected some part of themselves or some part of life. And a portion of a population kind of run away from that kind of pause, even though we are forced to 
you know, get more silent because we are more quarantined. So we kind of force into that kind of boredom right. that we don't really have a lot of distractions. Right. Um, yeah. But not everybody has that kind of luxury. Uh, some people, you know, stay at home with children and that's become more hectic. Yeah, and true. some people, you know, realize, you know, with all the disrupting news and um, all the big news all the time, every week, sometimes we get swept away by it. And sometimes we... Um, put our strong emotion toward a certain event and investing more into that kind of news and we're swept away by it. But also in, you know, but it's always an opportunity to see how we react to things and what everything that come up inside us. Um, but that requires awareness. Um, so it depends on the, uh, the level of awareness, how we recognize it. But for most of the people, uh, most of most of us is help us see things in a different light. And some of us are not ready. Would you say that, Tiffany? Not ready to take the opportunity? No, no. That's why we run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But especially <laughs> when when we are forced into a situation, mm, yeah. um, right. it's clear. You know, it's very clearly to see our uh, awareness and how ready we are. Mm. Uh, if we know, if we're not aware, then we just swept so swept away by thing. Yeah. If we aware of things but we're not ready to take the step, mm -hmm. we also choose to ignore it. And then the other portion of us, when we're aware and we're like, oh, this is rough, but let me, let me get uncomfortable and see how it is. So that's, that's, that's when we're ready. So it's, it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's a big moment of uh, human populations when we are forced into it and we just branch it out. It seems to me like uh, intention too, we have to intentionally invite that awareness at those levels, especially deeper levels. But at the surface, when handling change and all, yeah, I noticed that some people are not ready, even at that level. So I'm wondering why that happens. Do you believe that some of us will not become aware of who we are in this lifetime or in one lifetime? Would you say it takes lifetimes to become more aware about the truth in ourselves of who we are? So I am a Buddhist, so yeah. I fully believe in reincarnations. Yeah. yeah. And I that, that, that is very common. Uh, Sometimes it takes several lifetimes to increase this awareness. Right. But just because we, if we can't even attend that awareness in our lifetime, doesn't mean that uh, we didn't grow. Right. There is a reason that mm. a seed takes some time to bloom. And also we always have choice. And also anything is possible. Even, <laughs> yeah. Anything even, is possible. Right? Yeah, <laughs> even if we yeah. sign up for this lifetime that, you know, we're going to yeah. not waking up, you know, to like kind of ignore it as much as possible. But who knows? Maybe, <laughs> maybe things change. Maybe we get a trigger and maybe we choose differently. We always have free will and it's always can change. Yeah. And it's always can be speeding up or delay. And when it comes to belief systems and knowing, do you think that there is a point where some of us can claim that we know about reincarnation, that we know about the soul's journey and everything that we are talking now? Do you think that there is a moment where a human being in one of his or her lifetime will come to this understanding, this knowing, and no longer use the word believe? 
I do believe it, uh, but we gotta be careful. Who do we say it, or right, 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 or if we at the level to actually to actually admit it. Right, so right. a lot of time when I see that happen, uh, the authentic one usually is an advanced master. Yeah. Uh, right. When there is meditation to trace back the past life, and also another one is when people were born and they were pretty young when the their belief hasn't fully formed yet, and they still have memory from their past life. Mm, yes. So those right. are more authentic. Yeah. If we kind of like, uh, if it's not those two kind of situations, we tend to get influenced by because our, our mind is very clever mm, and true. it can be very convincing. So but true. it doesn't mean that it's true. So it can be influenced. So we cannot say for sure that we know, but it's more like a, a belief that something. Um, and I think uh, people don't have to get caught up in it. There's a reason that we're not supposed to remember our past life, mm. you know, because mm. we can carry over a lot of resentments or anything that unresolved of our emotions. So it's good to start out with a blank slate. So <laughs> it's okay that I don't get freaking out and then like, let me go find out what my past life was. <laughs> There's no point. The present is here. Like accept the present. Don't look for the past. That's like way past. What an important message and a very interesting one. So to focus on the present moment, right? Instead yes. of trying to find out how many lifetimes, how did I die? What happened? Right, right. right. <laughs> because uh, you are here now, you know, like whatever happened in your soul that like, is already becoming your subconsciousness, you know, like mm. there is uh, sometimes there are people that, you know, curious and sometimes it's helpful on their journey to have an idea of, okay, whatever in the past life. Yeah. But for most of us, it's okay not to know. Like, uh, you're not going to change your past life. You know, there's nothing you can do. And um, if knowing it, if, if knowing it in the general sense might help, but if knowing it in too detail, like, mm. you might feeling angry, like, oh my God, I, uh, I don't know, I died of injustice in my past life or whatever. So it's like you are... Um, unintentionally getting more resentment that you don't necessarily need it. Yeah. So more more work to work through, you know, it's not, not good. Oh, no, we do have enough. <laughs> I think we don't do think have that. enough in this lifetime already. Yeah, we don't need extra. I love your wisdom, your clarity, and um, yeah, these important messages, right? I agree, yeah, focusing on the present moment. And unless we need, some people do need, uh, let's say, therapy, and they do hypnotherapy. And mm -hmm. I do interview a lot of people in that, they are trying to help others, but in a very responsible way, of course. Yeah, not yes, getting them. Yes. I mean, it can be very helpful, especially when we have like certain kind of pattern that is very boggling to us. Yeah. And it's good for hypnotherapy to uh, trace back sometimes the origin is helpful. It's helpful to know a reason like, okay, you've been you know, miserable and dislike because of something happened. Like that's like a pattern repeating. It's, it's good to know that like, there's a, there was a reason that we're suffering is, is help out. But if we, you know, but the hypnotherapy, it, like, it's good to trace back those kind of origin, like to help us understand more of who we are, but they cannot tell us like, okay, in, you know, in that lifetime, this person, you know, did this to you and this person reincarnated that this person in your life. So right. they, they cannot work in that way. So that right. is, that, that's just not helpful. Have you done that before, Tiffany? Yes, I did. Uh, I did 
past life regression by hypnotherapy before. Okay. Did you have good results? To, to be honest, it was more to satisfy my curiosity. Mm, right. um, so I wouldn't consider it as good or bad. It was just something for fun. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it basically it wasn't helpful or anything, but it was just something to satisfy my curiosity. Yeah, which is good too, to be curious, right? And, yes, and experience yes. whatever we want to for a reason. Yeah. Uh, so we're almost at the end. I have a few more questions for you. The ending questions, I could talk to you forever. I could just stay here and for eternity, really. For some reason, it feels like to me, this is, uh, you're talking about inner peace and joy when we uh, have this sense, this awareness about that home, this peaceful place within, then joy arises. And that's when I feel the most joy these days, uh, except for my little puppy that I just got. <laughs> He's incredibly uh, loving, a joy maker. But besides that, I love, 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 love these conversations. And today has been one of those. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a few more questions. Before that, would you like to add anything? Um, I think that if we even just feel curious about spirituality or who we are or how to not being lost anymore is it's never too early to start discovering to start exploring and see what resonates don't, don't wait until we have a breakdown um because that's almost like we are being forced to look at it yeah. um yeah. so it's, it's good like if anyone listening yeah you don't have to go to like a drama or like a crazy event in your life it's okay if you just naturally curious about it and um, start exploring if we already have the curiosity right tiffany it's not that we are trying to force ourselves to become spiritual right, right. right. you don't have to like it's almost feel like people feel like uh, uh oh my god i have to make a commitment and yeah. go yeah. to the end of that journey right now right. it's okay to explore yeah, that's a lovely word. Yeah, seeing life as an adventure, right? Yeah, you don't have to make a commitment right now. <laughs> yeah, to a destination, I agree. I'll ask you this one. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? I think it might not be the hardest lesson in, in a general sense. For me, uh, it took me the longest to actually forgive myself because I have high integrity and when I make a mistake of breaking my own moral code I was very hard on myself and I hated myself for a very long time Um, so it took me a very very long time to forgive myself so that was just a lesson that to take a long time but that's not necessarily the hardest it just at the stage of my awareness at the time I was uh, in the beginning of my journey and self-forgiveness was what set off my inner journey. And I would say the I, I would say the hardest right now is to learning to be, to yeah. let it be in the flow and have no resistance. Yeah. The more the more I practice, the more the more I realize how clever my mind can be right. and yeah. how easy it can associate um, or attach with something especially even if something good like I would attach like oh I uh oh I have this great relationship or oh I have this great job and uh I am so wonderful (laughs) and I am great (laughs) and it's very easy for that and um that is not 
away true. That is just an illusion.、Mm. And、um, that will be the hardest lesson to see from what is subtly, what, what is very subtle. So to, to recognize that subtlety and to see the reality for what it is, and also not losing the sense of. You know,、uh, of who I am because we are very amazing, right? We are very amazing, but it's not, it's a quite delicate balance to have. So that will be the hardest lesson. But it's not,、uh, you know, it's not, it's not a way like the, like it's feeling difficult, but that will be the hardest lesson. Two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? If I knew I'm going to die soon,、yeah. I hope the airport opened, reopened, or a certain <laughs> country reopens so I can, <laughs> I can go to,、uh, to, to, to Vietnam to visit my dad very soon before I die. <laughs> That's great. But、um, on a spiritual note, no, I wouldn't change anything.、Um, I'm, pretty, I'm at the place that I'm content with where I am, so I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, I love to hear that. Absolute love. And I hope the airports <laughs> they reopen <laughs> soon. <laughs>、uh, so you can realize that too. The last question is What are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? So, for the three things that I know about life for sure, well, life is unpredictable. And that's the first one. Uh, which everybody knows, but sometimes we tend to forget because we try to control everything. <laughs> uh, the second thing I know is, is the basis of all is love.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, even, even our negative emotion, the basis of it is、mm-hmm. love. Even if it's panic, even if it's depression, if it's anger, the basis of it is actually love. The third one is what we find. In ourselves and in other people, will actually pleasantly surprise us. I heard that there's nothing but love, only love is true. And really resonates true to me. Love is true. But not in a concept way, right, Tiffany? Not conceptualized.、Right. Yeah. Love is also a concept.、Mm, so, right, right. But the basis of things are love, but it's not in the way we think. Right. I think the first one, yeah, the first true is、uh, life is unpredictable.、Yeah. So try to let go of our control.、Uh, second one is true is the basic of things that love, like even our emotions and everything. Yeah. And、uh, the third one is we be pleasantly surprised at what we find with ourselves and with other people. True. Thank you so much again for your peaceful, clear, and wise presence. Where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Yes,、uh, I am at spunkyspiritualist.com, and people can download my worksheet if they need, or they can book a coffee chat with me to see if we resonate. Because the only service I offer is to work one on one with me to mentor so I can help people. Rediscover the truth of who they are so they can understand their pattern and shift it and to create a, a life that's more aligned with them. And I'll have the link to your website on your podcast profile too. Thank you so much again, Tiffany, and we'll talk soon. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tiffany Nguyen and her work, please visit spunkyspiritualist.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.